Welcome to Kashmir on the Air, your weekly radio show dealing with kosher issues for the kosher consumer. And I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashmir Magazine. And tonight we have some interesting topics we're going to be taking up. Uh, first, I'd like to give a little feedback. Well, let's mention we first the, the topics we're going to be talking, taking up. Uh, we're going to be discussing, actually, Shalach Manas in a certain sense, and we're definitely going to be discussing uh, a problem that everybody faces, which is repackaging. And in uh, Hashem, we'll go back to some of the items and some of the myths that we were talking about in, in, in previous shows. But first, let me give you a little feedback on what we, we were discussing last week. Last week, we had the uh, discussion about the uh, Jolly Rancher and the Twizzlers, which were packaged together with two were kosher, two of the uh, kinds of uh, varieties inside of the package was co- were kosher, and the third one was non-kosher, and it has OU on the back, two different places, and it's uh, what I would consider to be, uh, if I not use the word misleading, confusing. It would certainly be, definitely be a good word. And we had uh, a lot of feedback from that. First of all, uh, we had uh, someone come over to me today, pointed out that he had a similar experience with a different product, and uh, he wanted me to know about that. And also, he had also would wanted to serve it to his school uh, children. And uh, he's a rabbi, I suppose, or an English teacher. And uh, Baruch Hashem, he spotted the problems inside before he actually had to serve it to them. So that was a, that was a, a situation that I just heard about this morning. And then uh, another uh, issue that we uh, we had about this was the fact that you know the, the, uh, the, uh, we had we had a, a, a interesting responses we had people had had such as things happen to them in the past but one thing that was very disturbing to me is that I haven't heard from people that they spoke to the OU about this you know, a lot of people said, oh, it was a very interesting show. And yes, you got to be concerned. you got to look, da-da-da-da. But they don't realize, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you about what's going to happen to you or somebody else. I, I have it all the time. People come up to me and they, uh, they say, you know, uh, I had an experience. There was a mislabeling and I didn't realize it, etc. And they're, they're, they're broken about it. They're broken about the situation. But where were they before? It, it, don't you realize that you have to be forewarned? So this is really a warning for you. So if the problem is the packaging, well, well how come nobody is talking up about asking them to change it? I mean, we did. Uh, I'd also let you know that we had the uh, show last week, and I put up a little uh, blurb. We call it a quote, Kashmir's Alert on my website, kashrasmagazine.com and we sent it over to two other kashras organizations who put things up on their website and today just I already got it back from somebody in Houston uh, Houston, Texas where they put it up on the way, their website and sent it out to thousands of people so the little blurb that we had has already reached the masses of people who are interested in kosher, kosher consumers so actually we have you know gotten the message out. The question is, where are the people? I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's really a little bit of what we, of the topic is tonight. I want to read to you a, uh, an email that I received. This email 
is a little bit reactionary, so you have to discount it. Uh, the gentleman talks in about fear. I don't know if the fear is the right word, and he, uh, and he, he, he makes everything sound very, a little dramatic. But I think the, some of the points that he makes are excellent, and I want to read it to you in total. Uh, right now, I'm not publishing this whatsoever because, it, because, uh, because I'm trying to explain to you it's a little bit uh, strong. And secondly, uh, I, I also don't uh, know if it's going to appear this way anywhere else, but he's going to try to get it up on some websites who take these kind of things that uh, people send them. So whatever it will be, we'll, uh, you, might, you might see it in a different form. He might have changed it because people told him it was a little strong the way he worded it. I still think it's worth hearing it in total. Just realize that it's not for me and that I don't stand behind everything I'm saying right now. Kashra's fear and Mishloach Manos. Fear, that sums up my motive for writing this. Who, who am I to question? But I'm fearful of that rotten apple. One butcher will sacrifice kashras for money. And we can stop it from happening. Yes, we, the consumers, more than the rabbis, can do something. I lived in Eretz Israel when the infamous kashras scandal occurred in faraway Muncie. A butcher was caught selling non-kosher as kosher. Though my parents live in Muncie, they were not affected, nor do I know anybody affected. By the way, it, it, uh, almost everybody was affected up there. It was, uh, it, uh, it's unbelievable how much he sold. But, oh, did it strike close to home. Nearly 10 years later, I still quake about it. In that debacle, there were Holocaust survivors that had risked their life during World War II not to eat non-kosher. Yet, in the comfort of their own home, they were deceived into eating treif. My many years living in Eretz Israel made me comfortable with a certain standard of kashras, certain security. Supermarkets in Israel sell food items only in original factory packaging. The only open food items are the le- legendary Anjel Bake bread and challah. Meat and poultry are in original packaging with plumbers, hologram stickers. I entered America after 12, a 12-year hiatus in Israel. You would think I'm a greenhorn when I approached the Hasidic man in the meat department of the Brooklyn supermarket and asked to see the Kashrus certificate. <laughs> he looks at me incredulously. Y- you don't trust me? And I look at him even with more shock. I don't even know you. No, there's no Kashrus. Lo- uh, he says each package of meat has a label with its hechsher. Yeah, it has a generic label. No kosher logo. And even if it has a logo, how much is it worth? I can print those by the millions. So who am I trusting? He tells me the name of a rabbi that supervises the operation. How do I know that's true? He calls up the mashkiach and hands me the phone. (laughs) That's funny. If I don't know you or trust you, how can I trust you calling the right person? Why not display a kashra certificate as with any open food establishment. After inquiries, I determined that the Brooklyn store has a mashkiach tamidi ensuring the foods are honestly labeled. Uh, okay, but get this straight. If many stores do not even display a cash certificate, there's bound to be one rotten apple that will shalom end up selling treif. When you compromise in kashra standards, one thing can lead to another. My fear 
it has become the de rigueur for groceries to brand their meats and candies by repackaging it nicely. Only a few select supermarkets have a repackaging certification on display. Otherwise, it's Hefke. People wouldn't buy open meats in a small, unfamiliar butcher shop without certification. But somehow, when it comes to the candies and the fruits, the dried fruits and everything, they think it's different. Most of these stores actually do have a mashkiach tamidi. The store owners are wonderful Yerushimayim. You would eat in their homes and trust them more than some mashkichim. That's great. However, by patronizing the faulty system that we have, we are creating a big loophole for that unscrupulous lowlife that also has a grocery store and is going to cheat. If consumers assume that it's kosher, even if there's no kosher certificate, why should a store owner invest in a mashkiach? Here's what we can do. Do not buy repackaged items unless there is a prominent kashra certificate displayed in the store. I think he means uh, a, you know, a, 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 a prominently displayed in the store as a kashra certificate of somebody you respect. The certification should include all repackaged items in the entire store, including candies and mishloach manos. By the way, I don't know if you have to see this. In the Mishloch Monas, it happened also when the two Bishvat fruits, people put things in, and it's in the store, and they da-da-da, but you don't know where that, what that's in there. Nothing is on the package. It just says the name of the store. Uh, it doesn't even say the name of a Hashkocha. It's really very interesting. It should also state if there is a Mashkiach Tamidi, which should be a requirement for every meat department. The Mashkiach should be able to verify everything on the shelves. I'm still reading a letter from you know, email, actually, from someone, one of our readers, and uh, one of our listeners or readers, and uh, it's not my words. I entered a popular store in Lakewood and asked for the Kashra certificate. The manager searched his office but, but couldn't find it. He said, I'm the first person that ever asked for it. Hear this. If more people will ask to see the certificate, the certificate will be there. By the way, in Eretz Israel, you can't find any store that doesn't prominently display the certificate. No such thing as not finding it in Eretz Israel. That's what we consumers can do. In this particular Lakewood store, the Kashrus logo was printed on the labels. That's an upgrade since a logo may not be used without permission. However, given the generic nature of these labels, it would be an added security to have a Kashrus certificate on-site as well. Another suggestion is to encourage stores to carry more items in their original packaging. As one cautious expert remarked, mass production involves many links on a chain, and the chain is only strong, as strong as its weakest link. The weakest link is often the last repackaging stage. And if you know the story that happened out in, in California, not so long ago, Doheny, I believe it was called, so I, that was, that was one of these situations where they were taking meat and uh, they were distributing it, it and he was, uh, you know, repackaging, etc., and obviously took in non-kosher and tried to pass it off as kosher. Why not get a better chain? We should encourage the original company to do the packaging. Many slaughterhouses offer individually packaged fresh meat. They also have with the chickens as well. Other establishments only uh, use packaged frozen meat. Okay, you must have it fresh, really? By the pre-yumptive sales, 
Everyone buys frozen meat because it's cheap. Think about it. You tell your grocery owner that you'll purchase frozen meats in the original packaging. Maybe they'll be cheaper. Of course, it's going to have the original packaging from the company. If an organization sells repackaged items in a Mishloch Manos as a fundraiser, I suggest they include a letter that specifies, and he's a little bit extreme, he says, which individual took responsible for the Kashvis. Well, there should be something about the Kashvis. It's a nice organization, but they just throw things in loosely, and there's little, um, little candies, etc., with no simonim about what Kashvis company, which, which organization certifies them, and they're just thrown in loose, and, and you have sometimes the Hamantash, and you don't know where it's from. And they just throw it in, in these packages. They're making money for an organization, and we have absolutely no information. It would be also nice to mention which texture was used for the ingredients. This will make the recipients not only admire the beautiful arrangement, but feel comfortable to eat it as well. Last year, Purim, we were Zoycha to Mishloch Manas, American style. Nice assortments of candies and chocolates, repackaged courtesy of our local supermarket. But I didn't know if it was kosher. By the time I had to had the time to clarify if there was ashkoch on the packaging. It was almost Pesach, and the junk food was conveniently in the trash can. This year's Purim will be better. Hopefully, this article will encourage consumers and establishments alike to take proactive steps to make their gorgeous mishloch monos be enjoyed and not, be, uh, and not make me homesick for my Eretz Yisrael community. I thought it was interesting. I don't know what you think about it. If you want to let us know, we'd love to hear from you. I think but, it's a beautiful... Uh, <laughs> yeah? I think it was really touching the really point. I mean, think, I think the main point to me about, about this is that we've heard, we hear about these things, but we don't react. So in putting in the word fear and putting... Maybe it's an overstatement. Maybe it's hyperbole. But the truth is, is comparison with some of the candies to... What happened in uh, in Muncie, but the fact is they are selling packaged repackaged meats, and if the like a Gladmart, you have a mashkiach on the store, you have actually two ashkachas on the store, and you have a mashkiach that's responsible to them, and 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 you know that everything is being taken care of in an outside of I tell you, but if you're going to go ahead and 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 buy meats at some store, I know some of the supermarkets in our area that there is no Jew handling the meats. Nobody. They get it in, for hopefully, from a certain responsible hush co- uh, a company that makes meat. And then when it gets into the store, only non-Jews are working on it. They never see it. In other words, if there would be a Shiloh, they wouldn't know the Shilas because they're not Jewish. And it, it's, uh, it, it's really a shame. I asked in one place, I'm in particular, I remember I asked, and they said, oh, no, we don't have, we have a mashkiach in the, in the bakery department, we have a mashkiach in when they make the salads, but we have no mashkiach in the, in the meat department because we use only uh, kosher meat. So that means that no Jew has seen this meat from when it reached the store until it is put in the packages and has a name on it. It says this and this hashkacha. But, but that man isn't in the store. He provided the meat to the store. But the store is, is, is putting in the packaging and claiming that it's this man's meat, uh, which is true, I assume. And, uh, but the, but the, the, there's no sh- but any shiloh involved. Nobody would be able to see it because the only people are handling it are not Jewish. It's, it's a sham. 
So uh, this fellow is definitely on target that there's a problem with our system today. Okay, we have, we have a okay, caller. Call and, and I want to add, you know, remember the story about the guy, this uh, one supplier that found that after six months, the chocolate that was supposed to be pav was milky. Because sure. the, guy, the guy that packages didn't understand that is what is different between milky and... and okay, we have so. all the time with the non-Jews yes. that they don't know the difference. Mm -hmm. the things. Yeah, go ahead. You're on the air. Go ahead, please. You're on cash is on the air. Can we help you? No one's there. Okay, we missed it. Look, she, wa she wanted to uh, reinforce. To no, she, she wanted to reinforce you the letter. Okay. Well, when she gets the call, call back, we'll listen. Uh, you could reach us if you want at seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight, or you could uh, text us at three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. You could text us three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight, or you could reach us on the phone at 718-683-5858. So just another moment about this. It's very important to us, this question about repackaging. I've been working on this issue for years. I got a call from a candy company. Rabbi Wickler, please talk about it. Please mention it in the magazine. Get the word out. The, the, the company was complaining to me that there's a certain store that was selling, their, was selling products that they, that, that they claim was on was from this company, and they claimed that. And then on the packaging, it said the name of the hashkocha that that company certifies. That certifies them. The only problem is this company does not make that product at all. It does. It's not theirs, and it was being put on by mistake. Another example is where where they uh, this where let's say for example I'm a distributor, as a distributor. I don't, I don't just distribute my own brand names. If you know, Kedem is one of the biggest distributors in the world. Uh, quality distributes uh, thousands of products probably. There are plenty of people who are distributors, and the fact that they're the distributor doesn't mean that their personal hashgacha is on the products that they distribute. Okay, I see it. Well, God, we still have to finish the sentence. So, they, they, uh, so for example, if, if, if I'm um, buying a product from England, and it's coming in with the, the KEF. That, so that's not me. And if I happen to have Ashkacha from the Volova Rav here in Brooklyn, that doesn't mean that a product that I'm selling to the store is necessarily Volova certified. It may have nothing to do with him. And that's what's happening in these stores. They, there is not a, very often there's no Jew in, the, in there. The Meshkiach is not always standing, even though it's nice to say there's a Meshkiach in the store, but he's not always standing by the, the packaging. And therefore, uh, errors do occur, not once in a while, very, very often. And that's why you have to use, be very, very defensive on this, on this topic. And uh, my suggestions, the basic suggestions are as follows. When you go into a store, see if there is a hashkoch on the repackaging. It'd be nice to check with the mashkiach if anything is really being done. And if he stands there... And in addition to that, you want to find out what kind of products they carry in the store. But you can even see that by looking at the different packages. If they have some that have OU, some that have the Volover, some that have a plain K, then there's no guarantee that the one with the Volover is really the Volover. It could be the OU, it could be the K. So that's what it is. It's like Russian roulette. It's like, uh, you know, the three-card Monty. It, it, we don't know where the, where the P is. That's the problem. Okay, we have callers. Go ahead. You're on Kasha's in the air. Go ahead, please. Hello? Yes, you're on the air. 
Yes, I wanted to say I definitely, definitely agree to that email that email that you got because over the past I was now to Israel and remember when I was learning there, there wasn't any store that didn't have the sign on the door or behind the counter. And here in the States, it's not that way. And you go into stores, you hardly see in the, these big groceries, especially the new big groceries, you don't see it a lot. But I did see recently there's a hechsher from Rabbi Babad from Tarnapol. Yes. And I do see it at all stores, wherever he gives a hechsher, there's a, there's a certificate always hanging on the door or behind the counter. And I, knew, I do know also Rabbi Gornish and Flappish. Yes, doors. he does I did that, see right a hechsher sometimes on right. doors, but more than that, all hechsher are very, very great. I'm sure they're all doing their job perfectly, but it'll be very nice if they'll all be hanging on the door or behind the counter. I, I would like them to be behind the door. But anyway, let's, but, but let me just explain to you. I, I, I think the problem here is us, us. Nobody asks for it. If you would ask, if you would go into a store and say, where is your certificate, certificate, like he says, if you would just ask, what is the certificate on? Which departments is the rabbi responsible for? You would be shocked at some of the answers, but at least you're getting the information out. We need to ask for more information. We need more disclosure. We need more uh, transparency. And it's not the cautious agency's fault. They're going to do what's easiest for them. It's our fault because we don't demand it. Thank you very much for the call. Right, but even though even though there's some there are some stores that do write on on every individual packaging, it says it says the, the rabbi's name who they who they take. Like it's it's not it's not good enough. No, in other words, in other words, let me explain to you. If you if you want to say, this this is the way I look at it. I mean, this is not official. I mean, even we say on the radio and everything, but it's not official. If 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 you know the the owner of the store, and you know that he has a certain level of uh, you know of certifications that he takes in, so then you might make that assumption. But he isn't even there to see the deliveries. Because he's the owner of the store. So we right. have to have somebody responsible for taking the product in, opening the bags, and putting it into the little plastics. The reason they're doing all this, by the way, is to save a lot of money. Because the candy companies sell the bulk product very cheap compared to the, the finished products. The, one, the little, pla- little plastics that look silly and easy to make, but those little plastics uh, jack up the price more than 100%. So, right. so that's, the, that's where the money is being saved. They can get a non-Jew in their store to knock off hundreds of packages in a few hours. It's really worth it for them to say they save a lot of money. But unfortunately, with it, 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 it is being done in a way that's not protecting us. So, yes, we, we really do need to demand some kind of oversight on, on the stores. I'm sorry. Okay, thank you for the call. Yeah, you're on Cautious on the Air. Can we help you? You're on the air. You're on the air. Okay, next. You're on, you're on cautious on the air. Can we help you? Yes, what, please? What's the status of a non-stick grill pan? Of a non-stick grill pan? A cast iron grill pan. I don't know right now. I'm sorry. I really wish I would know. Uh, the, the best is, if you'd like, uh, you can call us at the office, 718-336-8544, and we'll help you further. Or you can call the Star K, and they probably will answer you. That's 410-484-4110. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, you're on the cautious on the air. Can we help you? Yes. 
Yes, I got them. Um, now that uh, you mentioned something about uh, the distributors, I was always under the impression uh, that the wine, uh, I was buying royal wines, for instance, you mentioned the Kedem. Uh, they are not uh, taking responsibility for the wine they're importing. Maybe now that we're... Well, I didn't say uh, that. I didn't say that, but that, I was talking about products. But you, they, 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 but let's 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 say it more. Let's say it fairly. Kedem is not going to sell to you a wine that has lower than uh, you know uh, a basic American standard. Let's say, oh, you okay, cupcake, stocky. You're not going to go. They're not going to take some little uh, quaint. Rabbi from a maybe Orthodox synagogue from uh, you know from Sask- from some uh, from some foreign country. They're not going to cheat you. They're not going to sell that. You're not going to sell it to you because they don't want you having it. They they're too from for that. The people in a, the run that company are very 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 upgeat. They're not going to p- play games with you. But what so we're saying, saying what we're saying so is saying. what we're saying is that the Kedem company when they produce a wine. I didn't even say this today, but okay. But the Kedem Company, when they produce a wine, it's a very high standard. But the but you can't. They're not going to limit it, their business just to them because they they make money importing, you know, Teal Lake and uh, something from uh, France and something from here with the OU with a, with a, with some uh, decent Ashkocha from out, out of the country. They're gonna they're gonna take those products and sell it to you. So it's not them. And that any distributor is like that. I meant a distributor. Kedem is distributing. It's called Keiko, K A Y C O. They're they're big distributor of uh, regular packaged products. Not I mean aside uh, food items. So that's what I meant. But any. So let me let me let me ask you a question. What I really called for. Do you have, or maybe in your magazine, or maybe an email link? Like for instance, right now Purim is approaching. They're selling wines coming out of left field. I don't know. If it's in third world countries, maybe even fourth world. I don't know where they're coming from with wine. Do we have a list of hashgachas? Where let's say let's say they would be equal to a certain hashgacha that's more known to us uh, American. This is, this, this is the famous question, who can I rely on? It, it's not a simple matter. Well, the first step, if you want, is to use the CRC website. That's crcweb.org. crcweb.org. That, on that site, they have a list of a, a couple hundred Hashkachos that you could rely upon that they that they put together, which is a very uh, basic good list. It doesn't is large. It a comparison. It is a comparison to our local that we know. It, you would you would it, in, you know if you're looking for only super Hamish, that's not the list. But it, it's the only other list that exists in the world that's worth anything. So that's definitely where I send everybody. Now, if you unless you're looking for super Hamish, now but it's, but when you go. When you but but to answer all these little countries, it's you'd, you'd have to be uh, totally in this, you know. And even if you'd be in it, you'd have to have had a lot of experience outside the country. I don't answer those questions very often. What I usually do when people call me is I just direct them to some of the uh, very responsible cashless agencies in the general vicinity. So ninety percent of the questions I send to the people in England to the KLBD, the uh, Kedasia organization, and to the, uh, uh, to the Manchester Basin. Those are the three organizations I always send people to in Europe, and they know 99% of these things. 
when it comes to something in South America, so I send people to Rabbi Ilyowitz because he's an responsible Jew. Rabbi Ilyowitz, in, uh, he's in Brazil. And, uh, you know, that uh, there aren't too many other places that I have to send people, but sometimes, uh, sometimes we use the, uh, the Chabad grapevine, you know, because Chabad is everywhere. So you ha- these are the kinds of things you might want to do. But if you want to be very, very careful, so you'll buy the Kedem Company's wines. Okay? Take good care. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you very much. Go ahead. You're on Cautious on the Air. Can I help you? Yes. I'd like to know about using a um, frozen vegetable with the name of Paradise. Paradise Farm. Wait, wait, I, 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 know, I must have gotten 100 calls like that. I can't answer that. I have no way of knowing. I know nothing about the company. And I, and I can't answer on the radio, on this show, I cannot answer about a specific company. We try to avoid discussing anything about specific companies and specific hashkochas. That's something I can't help you with. There are names of hashkochas on there. Those are the people who are responsible, and those are the people you could turn to if you have questions about the product. Whether it's acceptable to my standards, I'm not making standards. I would deal with people who I'm familiar with in the cautious industry, and, uh, but, but I'm not familiar with the, with the Pardes product yet. Uh-huh. It wouldn't be comparable to um, you're asking the same Bodek que- or you're asking the same question. You you're can't answer the, that either. You answer the same question. You're asking the same question, just changing it. But it's the same question. <laughs> there isn't that. Okay, thank you. Anyway, there, no. The, the, listen, hold on one second before yeah, you run. Before you, run before you run. So, how do you deal with this? So, yeah. there's two ways to deal with it. What I'm saying. Number one, you could just use the ones that you felt safe with before you called me. The other thing you could do is you could inquire about this company, like you're trying to do now, but I'm not capable of helping you. And you could inquire from a cashless agency that you respect. Let's take a name. I'm going to throw them around, even though the, we don't want to, you know, uh, we're not telling you what to do. Maybe Hisachtus or Abonim. Uh, maybe uh, here we're in Flatbush, or maybe uh, m- maybe uh, somebody like um, uh, Rabbi Gornish, or maybe somebody like uh, Kahila, or any Kashmir's organization that you're familiar with and you happen to personally like, whichever one that is, call mm-hmm. them up and ask them. Do now, you have the number for Kahila? What? Do you have the phone number for Kahila? Uh, ma'am, I, I, have a, I have over a thousand, I have 1,300. I have 1,300 conscious organizations in my book, 200 pages, but I didn't bring it with me. You just have to look it up in the telephone book, K-E-H-I-L-L-A, I believe, or maybe there's an H at the end, and you'll be able to find it. I thank you very much for your awareness, thank making you. everybody, the consumer, aware of all the Shilas. Thank you very much. We're going to take a minute off now and mention a word about our sponsor, which is Glotmart, conveniently located at 1205 Avenue M. And you think about Glotmart, think about price, service, convenience, and quality. Whether you shop for a few items or for a full wagon load, you can play, save plenty of money by shopping at Glotmart. Uh, on, on sale right now, and you like zucchini, 39 cents a pound. Uh, starting on Wednesday, the, here are the, some of the sale items. Family pack extra lean shoulder ground beef, $7.99 a pound. Semi-boneless chuck, $7.99 a pound. Top of the rib, $8.99 a pound. Beef neck bones, $3.99 a pound. And if you like some of the Purim specials, greens hamantaschen, 
nine ounce, two dollars and thirty nine cents. You know, like the Mondo drinks, six pack, ninety nine cents. Ula granola bars, six pack, three ninety nine. Pashkas oodles, that's the new product there. Pashkas oodles, five for a dollar. Presidor wafer rolls, sixty nine. I'm um, sorry, uh, fifty nine cents. Mon cookies, caramel butters, or stars, or mini wafers, one twenty nine. And the famous Pashkas sour sticks, two for a dollar. So some of the prices there are very, very helpful. And at Glotmart, you can save a lot of time by using their valet parking service. Just pull into Glotmart from the East 12th Street entrance. They'll park the car for you and have it ready to load up with all those special items which you purchased in the store. And at, the, at Glotmart, the quality of meats is A1. With kosher certification from both the Star K and Nevada Kashas of Flatbush with base Yosef meats and with expert Nikor, at Glotmart, you're getting quality kashas. Glotmart is at 1205 Avenue M. Meeting your shopping needs is their top priority. If you meet Dove in Glotmart, tell him you heard about Glotmart on Kashas on the Air over J Root Radio and wish him a Freyl Purim. Okay, um, we have a question came in here. There are Baruch Hashem many books on Kashas. But well, why can't I find a good one in English on the subject of chickens and meat as far as the black and blue th- marks uh, the things of that nature are concerned? I tell everybody the same. He says, I, <laughs> I love this line. He listened to this. These questions come up, and we can't run to a Rav at 1 a.m. Thursday night. No, you, maybe you could come on Friday morning. Anyway, uh, what, if, you're, uh, if you want to know, I always mention Chulin uh, Illuminated. Hulin Illuminated, it's called. And you got to get the newer version, which has the pictures of the chickens. It's good to go. You, it will help you uh, for 95% of the questions, maybe close to 100% of the questions you'll have. All you need is Hulin Illuminated with those pictures. And if you want, I mentioned also the Star K. Can, you can get from, I don't know if I can get on the internet, StarK.org, or call them at 410-484-4110, and to get their chart, it's also very good and very helpful. Can I eat fruit cups that are cut up in Costco? People have to start spelling the words right, otherwise I won't read it. Uh, so the, the, the fruit cups, I don't know exactly if there's anything added on to the fruit cups. I don't, I have to, I'd have to see the packaging. I don't know what they're referring to. Um, in, you know, Fruit itself... If it's just cut up, uh, there isn't the concern unless it is a sharp uh, fruit. The sharp fruit, the sharp fruit, is uh, you know something that might take the the taste from the knife. So that that's an issue. But I, I'm not familiar with what you're talking about. Uh, the grapes have worms. If yes, can they be washed? Must have done this about forty times on the show. Of course, they have. Insects. I don't know if they're all worms, but they're insects. Uh, basically, the flies. Uh, w- what you have to do is you have to follow this procedure if you want to be a hundred percent sure that you, you, you that you're free of the uh, of any insects in the um, uh, 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 on the outside of the grapes. They're basically we're concerned on the outside of the grapes. Raisins have the concern inside, but on the outside of the grapes. So we do two things. But it, I don't know if you're going to follow it, but if you do, it takes you 15 minutes and you're ready, 
can make a bunch of pounds, but you got to do it. It can take you 15 minutes. What you're going to do is wash it in a, b- a bowl, put them in a bowl with a little bit of soap, and you're going to agitate it slightly. You don't have to agitate it too bad, but agitate it a little bit. Let it sit there and soak for three, four minutes. Then take it out and put it under the faucet and wash it off. And do this procedure two more times. That means two more times you put it into soapy water and then two more and, and under the faucet and then another time in the soapy water and under the faucet. I personally change the water every time. So this way, you don't do anything else. You don't look at anything. You just go and eat them. Oh, I forgot one more thing that we ask you to cut it into, not cut it, break it into smaller bunches. Don't use the whole bunch at once. Break it into cl- smaller clusters before you start. That's all. That's the whole thing. Okay. Let me go back to my topic. And if you, anyone wants to call, we're here at 718-683-5858. Again, 718-683-5858. And if you want to text us, you can do that at 347-927-8398. Now, what we have been discussing a few weeks ago before we got involved in other topics is what I call debunking myths. A myth is something that everybody believes and they thought it thought it was true and it makes a lot of sense. The only thing is it's not true. And we have a lot of myths in Kashrus. And I'm just going to read to you a couple of the ones that I put together now. I, I mean, I have dozens of these things. This, I think, and these next two is really like we could have done a whole show just on that. A cautious agency is independent of the other organizations and sets its own standards for everything that they do. And the answer is, is false. Nobody in the cautious world, if, unless you're certifying one little product that has no other ingredients and you're there the whole time, let's say, for example, Shrita, you can control Shrita from A to Z. But when you get to the point of taking something from somebody else, then you right away, you're dependent on a different ashkocha. And a lot of times, there's no way for you to go down and investigate. I know there's some people, Baruch Hashem, who are very, very good. And uh, I know the Volvo Rov, for example, he could take two years to decide about whether he's going to certify a certain product. He could make them crazy waiting because he says, I have to go down to the plant. It's another country, but I, I cannot certify it. An ingredient comes in. I don't know what it is. I'm sorry, but I have to go down. And he sent down a man or himself to see chocolate being produced in Calabot, even though everybody was using it. He has to see it. So that's, that's integrity. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's very nice. But most cautious agencies, I would say all of them actually, are interdependent. And that leads me to the next one, which is the exact opposite. The big five cautious agencies, OU, OK, CUFK, STARK, and CRC. Those are the big five cautious agencies in America. I made up the term big five. And the STARK, the OK, the OU, the CUFK, and the CRC in Chicago. So these big five cautious agencies, I made up another term. They're the American standard of kashras. When we ask is what is, what is the basic kashras in America? Without being super from, what's the basic kashras? It's these five organizations. And 
and the myth is that they accept each other's hashkacha. The truth is, not one of them, well, maybe I shouldn't say that, maybe one of them, but it, basically none of them will accept each other's hashkachas 100%. That means there are certain things that the star K does that the OU won't accept. And there are certain things that the OU does that the star K won't accept. And there are certain things the OK does that some other organizations are not accepting. And et cetera, et cetera, down the line. I can't say every case I know, but I do know examples of what I've just mentioned. And it's a, you have to get that in your mind. What does that mean? That means on a certain level, nobody's right. Because if this one is right, then that one's wrong. And if that one is right, then this one is wrong. So now if we have different standards, obviously, you know, there's, 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 a, there's a better and a, not, not such a good idea. Does that mean that everyone's invalidated? No. And there is a tension that goes on between the conscious organizations. But you can't dream. And when you hear something that's an issue raised about a conscious organization, you can't say, well, everybody else takes it. Everybody uses the OU. Everybody uses the OK. Everyone uses the Star K. The answer is not everybody uses every one of these organizations every day of the week for every product. And that's something we have to get into our heads. We don't have to go crazy about it because you're never, ever going to find out all the things that they don't take from the other guy. Because we're not in the conscious field to that extent. None of us know exactly what's going on there. So what does this whole thing mean? It means just be a little bit, a little bit conservative, a little bit uh, hold back a little bit. Realize that everything isn't perfect and that you want to be satisfied. If you hear something about an organization, about a certain thing, don't say, well, they're good. I know they're good. They may be good, but maybe this is one of those things that other people disagree with. And we have a, see, I have a caller here. Let's go. Let's take the caller, please. Iran Kashus on the air. Can I help you? Yeah, shalom alaykum. Uh, I had a question. Uh, we always buy uh, frozen uh, cauliflower or broccoli, the heads. And uh, my question is, now like, if I want to go organic with specifically these two products, which is really complicated to clean uh, in the home, I guess, because... Is there any, anything you can tell or advise how to do it, like when you buy fresh, not frozen products already that's been washed and cleaned by these huge companies? Uh, because when you go to an organic store, they sell like a fresh one, cauliflower, broccoli. Well, how can you get make sure there's no dead insects or anything like that? I think the question is the answer, that it may not be possible to do. Because because you don't you don't want to kill your product, and once you know once it's it's in that state already, what you only thing you could do is cook something up and see if you see any bugs there. But that's not going to work perfectly because we're talking about things that are embedded inside. So I don't recommend it to you to do what you want to do. And in fact, uh, I know there was a lady who spoke to me, and she actually was in Organic Circle where we had on the show here once, and. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and, and the some person was buying something um, frozen like you're talking about, and I think it even had Ashkoch on it, but not necessarily one that would be a solid one. And she, and she said to the lady, you know, you have, to, you have to inspect these things. So the woman didn't want to hear it. You know, she thought, I'm organic, I'm buying the organic store, 
and there's something or other here in the packaging, and, and they she didn't want to go that far. Now, the, the, the hashgacha on the store, if you look at the, le- the le- letter on the organic circle, the hashgacha on the store is only for things that are made on the premises. Everything else that's in a package is only whatever it says on the packaging. So this is something that people have to realize, that even though you have a lot of people from going in there, and you see people working there that are from, and they're, and they're, and they're telling you our salads and our things, whatever we make is 150% kosher, I believe that. But the things that they're selling in packaging, that's your job. And I, I, I would just say to you that uh, I, I appreciate the, the importance of organic, but I, I, would, I would suggest strongly that you think about using something that has a good hashkocha and uh, do everything else organic. Mm-hmm. So, but there's no way of stopping them selling it because it's just a business matter, no, right? No, no. Oh, so why I, would they? Well, wait, why would they even put it on the market uh, like bro- fresh broccoli from the uh, like from the one garden second. or cauliflower that it's impossible? One second, one second, one second. One second. You, you, you switched on environment. You switched on me. You started off with frozen, and now you're talking about fresh. No, no, no. That's what. I, no, I'm sorry. Maybe I didn't make myself clear. We always buy frozen products that's with hashgacha and everything. But since now we're getting more organic stores, I was asking you if it's possible to get a fresh broccoli or cauliflower and do it myself. Okay, so now you ask it a little bit different. I didn't understand it that way in the beginning. Well, that's probably uh, okay. mean. There are, p- there, are, there are methods that some people recommend. I don't recommend it. Uh, there, these are very, these are very, these, these kinds of vegetables are infested. And, and I wanted to explain to you that uh, there are times during the year where you could, where, I mean, you just see them crawling in these things. I mean, I've seen it, I've seen the crawling in the broccoli. So I, I mean, I don't really, I don't recommend what you want to do. I, I know it, organic is important to you. I don't want to steer you away from it. But uh, I would suggest that you choose of items that maybe are easier to, to clean. And I just want to tell you that all of us have the same problem because whether you're organic or not, we have to decide to eat only those things that are 100% kosher. So I can't help you exactly. I wish I could. But if you want to find, if you want to speak to a, another cashless agency, maybe they will give you some recommendations. I don't personally use them. Thank you very you much are. for the call. Thank you. Okay, you're on Kashas on the air. Can we help you? Hello. Yes, you're on the air. Yes. Do blueberries, fresh blueberries, not frozen? Do they have worms? Yeah, they have. They have a whole bunch of stuff. They have on the top, uh, in the crown, uh, like a crown on the top. Is there a way to get the worms? Inside, inside the inside the inside, they have. They have um, what are they called again? Um, comes back to me the name, but they have certain bugs that that are uh, that are inside the uh, the blueberries as well. And washing the soap isn't enough? No way. Now, again... So I can only frozen with a CRC? No, no, no. no, no. I, I don't know. I'm not going to take uh, names of Hashkachas right now because I don't want to confuse everybody. If you're asking me, um, are, there, are there companies that say that they can clean the products? The answer is probably yes. Do I agree mm-hmm. with them? Not necessarily. But, but as far as the... But as far as the... Uh, you're buying them... We don't have methods to give you. We just gentlemen, you know, emailed about grapes. We don't have methods to give you to guarantee that your blueberries are safe. 
Now, it, are, are there hashkachas that will certify things with blueberries? Yes. What do they do? I don't know. Speak to them. But I would guess what they do is that they buy, uh, uh, they, they examine, you know, the product for a little while coming from this particular source and say that they feel a chazaka, that they see that it's not having a big problem. And then even the individual lots that they choose the blueberries from, they would uh, examine some of them. And, and without, on the basis of whatever the numbers they make up of the sampling, they will decide that this is a clean product and doesn't have to be checked, even though a possibility of a worm being in there, but yet a worm could be in absolutely anything. So they don't feel that uh, there's a, a, a problem uh, when they've done a certain amount of work. So yes, Ashkachas could make that decision. Whether I agree with them and whether how, wild, how they do it, I have no idea. I'm sorry, it's it's, it's too much uh, to ask on the, on uh, you know on the radio like this. Thank you very much mm-hmm. for the call. Okay, okay thank you. Bye bye. Yaron Kash is on the air. Can we help you? Yeah. Hi. Um. What's the story with frozen blueberries? We just discussed it. You're going to have to listen to the tape. I can't do it to the people. They're with. <laughs> I'm sorry. We, you weren't listening to the radio, but I, that's the last caller. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to pass on it. Thank you. Okay. Go ahead. You're unconscious on the air. Hello? Yes. You hear me? Yes, I do. Go ahead, please. Okay. I have... Okay. I don't know what that means. <laughs> you get us off? Okay. Okay. You... You're on cautious on the air. Can we help you? Hi, how are you? Okay. Um, I have a question. Are you allowed to walk into, let's say, like a key food or a Walmart, and you know, they have these prepackaged, uh, you know, like sliced um, green peppers or cut up watermelon or cut up cantaloupe? Is there a problem with that? In my, in my humble opinion, there shouldn't be. Some people get all excited about this. I, I would say the following. If you would be, again, you have to, uh, we've got to distinguish Something which is not sharp, meaning that some fruits are very sharp, uh, uh, let's say uh, sour, and they and they they may ha- they may be what we call uh, you know harif, and then there would be a, even if it's partially harif, and then it might be a concern that uh, that they, they could draw out from the knife. But if there's but to, uh, when a, if it's a regular thing like a watermelon etc., I don't see any concern. I'm buying it, and especially in a key food or one of those where it's a big store. Maybe a small, some people told me that in some, some small fruit stores in Brooklyn, you might have a, a non-juice sitting there cutting up a piece of meat and putting it into a sandwich. But that's not being done in these key foods. I can't believe it. I don't think they would touch it with anything else, use it for anything else. But if it's a, a, like a, a, a met food store near me where they have like a counter where they serve, you know, the cut up, the sliced non-kosher meat. And right opposite them is where they have the, where they display the fruits cut up. So I'm, I'm, so I'm, if not, you, I'm assuming. So I, now if, if you have, but you have a reason to be concerned. So, all right, so then don't buy that. But if, but to say a regular rule that you shouldn't buy it, I disagree. Right. And that, and it is a simon in Shulchan Aruch, and a famous halacha called Melimonis, where it talks about buying lemons, which are is sharp, cut up from a, uh, by goyim, and we're not concerned about the knife because of the amount of, of uh, that is cut up. And as in a fruit store, 
regular, uh, most fruit stores, especially if it's a Frumon's fruit store or something like that, but but it, but a lot of fruit stores, you know, you you, uh, you the volume is such that they're cutting up ten, uh, uh, four, four or five watermelons at a shot. There is, shouldn't be a concern for. Uh, okay. Okay. Thank you very much for the call. Okay, you're on. You're on cautious on the air. Can we help you? Because of the amount of. You're on. You 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 have to turn that down. If you want to be on, you have to turn it down. Okay, you're on cautious on the air. Yes, uh, I have a suggestion for the person who called about the broccoli. As far as I know, the the greenhouse broccoli's like uh, like the frozen ones, like Eden. They have another name. Uh, they're they're very little pesticides, if any at all. I don't know that to be true, but uh, you say so. I, I know that Rabbi Amar in Eretz Israel uh, is very concerned about what is being d- done. Uh, in this in this industry, he's afraid that the pesticides that are used are so uh, intense, so involved, so much that it's more dangerous, and we have to be more worried about And he suggests instead to buy regular lettuce and things off the off the shelf uh, from a regular, uh, you know, not checked, and then do it yourself in the house because he feels the pesticides are dangerous. So well, I don't could, know. I don't know what. Wrong, but I thought the greenhouse stuff does not have pesticides. I don't know anything to be true. I know for sure. Well, I mean that's that's not true. I mean I've spoken to the people from the positive, and they they definitely using. Uh, they have a greenhouse, and they're definitely using these pesticides. No, oh. I, unless it claims organic, and and again, organic is is an is an open thing. Until we get it under control, some people are doing it strictly, and some people are just claiming it strictly. But if you're doing it strictly, then of course it's good. But otherwise, I can't say that they're doing it. I, I don't think that we should just just that to the man. I, oh. I, I mean, I'm honest with him. You know, I hear what you're saying, but I have to be honest with him. Thank you for the call. Okay, thanks. Okay, you're on cautious on the air. Can we help you? You're on the Hello. air. You're on the air. Go ahead, please. Yes. I want you to get comments from something you mentioned before. Go ahead. Hello? Yeah, you're on the air with Rabbi Wickler. Go ahead, please. Yes, I wanted to mention that before you said something about meat coming to the store and there's only guy handling it. Right. Yeah, so I'm there's also a problem of buses and family and I am. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. It. Because in a, in a store, we're talking about a big supermarket here in Brooklyn. That supermarket, even though there's, a, there's different department heads that walk through, but they're not... So it's a, there's a certain mirasis, and anyway, there's nothing else available in the store. These are workers. They're not going to smuggle in tray for meat and, and switch it on you in your store. It's not going to happen. I, I wouldn't be harsh at it at all. I, don't, I, don't think, I think it's Yotzev and Nichnas enough for that. The problem is yeah. that nobody oversees the actual meats and, and the scene if there's any shyness that, that would be obvious to a, to a, a from person. Uh, you know, when when the thing when the when the meat comes in, when it's already well, in packages, too late. Ready from the company, whichever whichever shachlis comes. The, the shlacht house sends over the meat. And yeah, they, so they should really deal with those shachlis. No, the guys don't have to deal with that. They should do it in the uh, the shlacht house and not here. Well, that's what this They're gentleman. They're going to deal with the shachlis already over there. What what shachlis come to the store? Ah, well, okay. So now now let let me explain to you about that. It's real world. It's real world means that errors occur. If you know anything about the meat business, which you don't, I see, there are constantly problems that crop up. And sometimes it's Nikoshilis, where they didn't take off the chalev. And sometimes 
they forgot to take off chaylev. Sometimes they even send it with the chaylev. Let's say in a case of a liver, they could send it with the chaylev attached to it and expect it to be cut off in the butcher store. And I know stores that, that made a mistake and served liver with chaylev to their customers for years until somebody caught it. So it, there are real things that do happen. And a lot of times the tray bring on the steaks so uh, there's, there's, there are some people who do it well and some people who don't do it well. But when you have a steak cut up already in a little package, a plastic package, I won't be able to tell anymore if they did proper nikur because it's not even visible. But if it, when they come into the store, I could examine it. But if you don't have only Goyim working there and they were just, were they just working to get the meat out and they don't know anything about kashras, they're not going to examine it. But there are plenty of people. I mean, on Glatmark, He's turned back the meat many times because they didn't come in trade, but well, or he'll trade past what, what came in trade. But so that, I, I know that happens in the real world. But if you have only Goyim handling it, so it's very nice it says in the package in the name of the Ashkocha. And it's true the meat was shechted and it was under the Ashkocha of this rabbi when it was shechted and everything was under him. But who is responsible for the meat in the store? Non-Jewish right, people. Non-Jewish people. And this is happening right in the middle of Flatbush. No one says a word. Okay, right, I see we have well, me and callers. Thank you very much for I the I just call. want to say thank you to Nissan for all his programs. I appreciate them all. Okay, I, I appreciate it too. Thank you. Go ahead, Yvonne Kosh is on the air. I'd like to know, back, back to strawberries and blueberries, if we're allowed to eat the yogurt with Prapashkoch on the yogurt. Mahajra and Norman, can we use the blueberry or strawberry flavors? It obviously, well, some, some of them just use flavors like uh, it's like a juice. Some of them use actual berries, I suppose. But whoever is doing it, they're taking the responsibility. The, some of the names you mentioned, I'm not familiar with everybody. But the ones that are, you know, Norman that are, and okay, I don't, I don't want to find out. I don't want to find. Out. But I'm saying, if it's a, if the hashkoch is one that you rely upon for other things, then you rely on him for this too, because it's his job. But it, it, if, he, if he's a, if, you know, if it's a hashkacha that you feel is doing a thorough job, then he's taking care of this too. But okay. you, as a, you as an individual in your house, we're going to find it much harder than they are to do it because they have more things under their control. Okay, go ahead, please. You're on, you're on cautious you. on the air. Is there any question of bugs in ruba- frozen rhubarb? Ru- what? What? Is there any question rhubarb? of bugs in frozen rhubarb? I don't know. That's a good question. You can call me at the, at the office and I'll answer you. Seven, I'll get, look it up in a book. 718-336-8544. You can leave okay. a message and we'll call you back. Okay, okay go ahead. thank you. You're welcome. Go ahead. No one else? Okay, you're on cash in the year. Last caller. Go ahead, please. Hi. Do uh, fruits and vegetables that are greenhouse grown, do they present a problem or it's fine because they're grown in a greenhouse? I, I hear what you're saying. What, what's grown in the greenhouse? If, like, uh, frozen fruit are sold and the packaging says it's frozen greenhouse what? grown. Frozen what? Fruit. Fruit. Uh, no, you can't. Uh, listen, greenhouse is not enough. It's quality of the hashkocha. That's the main thing. I can't answer you on a specific company now. You, if you, you have to be satisfied that the hashkocha is top of the line because there's greenhouses and there's greenhouses. Okay, thank you for right. listening. Uh, Until next you. week, this is your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashrus Magazine. Any questions, you can call us at 718-336-8544 to order the magazine.